Hi. Good morning. My name's Willows. Yeah. <laughs> and my name is Tyler. And, and this is a shot glass that Willows cleaned on his nips. True. Um, welcome to Alcohol Beyond This Point, the podcast where we debate business, politics, and other stuff, uh, sober, and then and then drunk. Progressively and then, drunker. And then see if we come to the same conclusion while we're intoxicated. How you doing? <laughs> this is our this is our second um, second episode back since uh, uh, the government made us take a break because we just swag too hard or uh, COVID. Yeah, we got censored. We got censored. Like, <laughs> censored fuck. by the government. Yeah, no, they uh, we were telling them what they didn't want us to tell you, and then they stopped us from telling you. Okay, so, so we're still uh, we're still we missed like. We didn't. We shot everything out of order last episode, and we forgot segments and shit just because we were just not, not used to uh, this. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're learning how we, learning. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's a little bit weird sitting behind a microphone when I don't really talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least yeah. I mean, I, I get a l very little bit through my work. Um, you know, I get a couple conversations a day. Um, girlfriend, which I live with, you know, there's some conversations. But, I mean, that's not quite the same. It's just like having this conversation with the same person every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get a little bit more because I'm still, like, doing farmer's markets and talking to people. But Oh, yeah. yeah. How are those going? Not well. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Not well. COVID combined with January just means, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Not, not ideal. Is it even worth showing up for? Yeah, I mean, we're still making money, but... Yeah. Well, and there's, like, nothing else to do, so... Yeah, fair <laughs> I enough. I may as well. It's almost like a social event at this point to go see your friends. Well... I mean, other vendors. My coworkers. Just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yell at them from across the room. Arr! What happened this week? Not much, honestly. Right? Yeah. Not hell of a lot the world's i think we just we peaked our exciting meter and we've just honestly we've just come back down and it's I'm like here for it man yeah i mean like yeah although there's a lot of progress to be made in like instability like stability is is the best for you know business progress and everything right like having a stable world yeah even though you can make a shit ton of money like war profiteering and you know trading on short stop short sell GameStop stocks you know if there's nothing exciting going on you can make like solid progression dependable slowly gains. Yeah. dependable gains yeah where's the fun in that I agree <laughs> I know you're being sarcastic but I I don't think there is much fun in stability so therefore well I mean you had quite a fun year because of reshuffling right like it was a below projected growth here like it was less than you could have done yeah yeah more or less yeah more or less like, it wasn't like it wasn't a terrible year but it wasn't 50 like 50 as... growth instead of 100 percent growth it, or... exactly that's what i mean like, yeah but you did get to reshuffle other things around which paid its own dividends yeah it's also hard to tell it, it's hard to know um you know I, I read a lot of like stock reports and stuff of businesses that are like you know, their shareholder reports that are like, oh, uh, we only had a down year or a down quarter because of COVID. And then it's like, you look and they've had a down quarter like six months before <laughs> COVID <laughs> as well. It's like, 
okay guys like it's like that winnipeg nightclub that uh got shuttered 60 days into the pandemic and uh everyone's like oh no look the first casualty of the pandemic oh no and but they hadn't paid rent in nine months (laughs) yeah they hadn't paid rent in nine months and then like six months later you're like oh it was just them that went under yeah (laughs) everyone else is (laughs) everyone else is more or less fine the bailouts here um exist yeah thanks liberal government (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh i don't know if we're gonna see complete like national bankruptcy from from all this support but uh you know it is what it is i like the um the comments happening this week about the you know covid relief package obviously happening in the states and this there's like whatever three proposals on the table one of them was two thousand dollars a month recurring every month until a certain benchmark of like on un- employment or whatever the benchmark is crossed and then those benefits would expire um it was like are you fucking crazy canadians are like mm-hmm. whoops, whoops. <laughs> we've been getting that for 14 months yeah Get it's, fucked. I, I was just thinking about um there's a unit in my building complex that's uh that's going up for lease uh right away or in the next few months yeah i was thinking what do you think there's anyone starting business like okay so there's probably a lot of people starting businesses let's start here during the pandemic because they got like laid off from their job yeah but like, same they, reason i did job you know you realize your job security is a farce and yeah. you're even like, fuck this even good job security right. in quotations can yeah. be not good like even if you're at the top of your company your global com- pandemic your com- happens your company could change at the end of the day yeah if it's not in your control then it's not in your control right and nothing is <laughs> yeah. nothing is is the point yeah for sure so but if it's not you might as well be the owner yeah i always say like you know I, i'd rather fail and it'd be completely my decision because at least i can yeah. i can live with that better than i can which yeah. i think a lot of people think the opposite of that is that they'd rather fail and it not be their fault because they can blame someone yeah rather fail and not pay the consequences i mean i've been living in that world for a couple years and i've been able to quote-unquote fail upwards and fail in between thank you episode 24 he's changing the whiteboard while we record per usual (laughs) yeah i haven't had to suffer a lot of consequences for any failures which has been nice but i guess that kind of brings me to uh what i've been focusing on this week is really working on my list i literally titled it my list of demands uh, basically what I'm proposing to my whatever new business partner slash investor of like the things that I want slash the things that I need and then what could be expected in return and what does that mean so you know very rudimentary business plan and it's like a, it was it's a very anxiety inducing experience as well because you are talking about like real money especially if you're taking from someone that you know like it's different than like taking a like a bdc loan or a futurepreneur loan or a bank loan like when it's a personal loan there's like the personal equity aspect to it you feel like yeah you're gonna let them down if you right on top of letting fucking up their money right yeah so i know the guy can afford to lose it but like that's not the point the the disappointment would be way heavier than the debt yeah for sure so uh yeah i just realized i'm like i like the weight of this is a lot i get it and i think that's one of the things that like i'm i really got to get used to is that that constant kind of back of your mind weight 
that I think all business all business owners have to some respect. I think so. I, I think that, you know, sole proprietorships still have, you know, they're letting them, like if we start at the very bottom, it's like, okay, well, sole proprietorship with no friends or family is still letting themselves down if they fail, right? right. And then there's like sole proprietors with family that's relying on them to succeed. And then there's, you have a business partner, they're relying on you to succeed. And then you get to like my position where I have many employees that are relying on me to succeed and personal debt and everything you were yeah. just saying. Um, and friends and social equity and reputation. You've been in the news so and so many times. Like, yeah, you have them. The bigger you get, the more public your failure. Definitely. Yeah. And, and it's yeah, not a it, bad thing, but it does feel like it is. Do you think, but, but I think for, for myself that that's becomes a positive at a certain point where it's like, it's a motivation to get out of bed in the morning. Oh, hundred percent. I'm not saying it's a negative thing. I'm just saying like, it's, it's a, it's a factor that you don't have to deal with other, most people don't have to deal with. Like in just in their lives. Yeah. They don't give a shit if they get fired or I guess they care if they get fired. Yeah. You like... care if you get fired. No, it's, it's like in addition to that, it's like the, it's an extra burden, you know? Yeah. And how, how should people deal with that? Just work harder. <laughs> I don't think like that's, I think the dealing with that is almost more important than most other uh, business skills. Actually, that's what I kind of wanted to talk about today. I've really been thinking about it a lot in the last week. Um, just with the, what is it, like the Bell Let's Talk? Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, is that associated to like an official holiday of any kind or like a wellness so. awareness day? I Me- think mental health awareness day? Yeah, like I think, that? yeah, for context, um, the telecom company Bell in Canada does a thing every year called Bell Let's Talk where they uh, encourage people to go like, especially like celebrities to go on social media and use the hashtag Bell Let's Talk and talk about um, uh, mental health and, yeah. uh, you know, addictions and suicide and stuff like that. And um, it is what it is. I mean, like, it's not bad that they're putting emphasis on mental health but i they do it all for i think they do it for all the wrong reasons like it's kind of a they're just yeah it's really hard to look at any giant corporation and be like you're doing good yeah Yeah. well (laughs) it's very it's very hard to give them the benefit uh, allegedly i read this on twitter so don't quote me on this but Mm, i saw oh that (laughs) but i saw a um I saw a screenshot from like an internal memo at a Bell off Bell MTS office that said uh, they were no longer covering therapy under their like health plan or something. Ooh. And this was like six months ago. Yeah. And it, and then it's like, and the person who tweeted it was claiming to be a former Bell employee. It's like, okay, if you actually give a shit about mental health and it's not just some dog whistle to get fucking people to buy your telephones, um, you would actually Ooh. help your fucking people, right? Ooh. And that was obviously alleged. I don't know. I, this is just a screenshot of a alleged memo. But that, it could could that have been tracks, fake. I that, don't know. That's that's a believable. Yeah, that's why I'm. That's why I wouldn't had mentioned it if I didn't think it was believable. <laughs> I just. Well, I'm trying to cover my ass. <laughs> uh, I've been sued too many times this year. Mm, yeah, I hate that. Wait, it's <laughs> well, February second. <laughs> let's uh, uh third. February the 3rd today, I think. Yeah, yesterday was February the Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah, it was and February the Groundhog Day. And de Blasio dropped a fucking groundhog and killed him. Oh, my God. I'm that's, so saying. That's the, like... Just, Fire this man. I was going to say, that's just one more to the body count. Usually, <laughs> mayors don't have a really high body count, but this <laughs> de Blasio guy, he really everybody. does. He really does. Let's, um... Before we jump farther in, let's... Shot uh, color. 
do our segment we like to call Shot Caller. This is the segment on the show where uh, you, the audience, picks the shot we're going to take. And because uh, we've had so much time off, uh, we've had no comments to to <laughs> go through. So uh, it's just some gin off my shelf. <laughs> yes, if you want to make us do a good shot or a bad shot, let us know. Shorts. And we may as well say what we're drinking as well. Yeah, so I am drinking... You're not drinking what the bottle says. <laughs> yeah, no, there is wine in here. There is red wine in here. Uh, this is a Leaning Post Merlot 2016 <laughs> bottle. And it's holding a homebrew, like, from a winemaking kit wine. How is it? Uh, it tastes exactly like <laughs> every other $11 red Fair. From like at your, the liquor store. From like your neighbor, right? Uh, yeah, girlfriend's neighbor's yeah. Uh, retired guy, and he loves liquor. Every time we go over there in the summertime, like he's like the ultimate host slash bartender. He like your your drink never gets dry at that house. It's it's fantastic. Like me, if I had money, or me yeah. if I had empathy. Yeah, and the idea is like <laughs> one of the one of the reasons they like do homebrew is because they just like have so much wine they're like we should just make our own and save some money yeah well yeah like the average bottle you're probably spending two bucks on if exactly. you're making it yourself so big difference so he's got Definitely. like three or four carboys going in the basement nice 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 mm. but anyways to continue on the point of uh yeah uh I'll, bell let's talk uh i saw a post that was i guess hashtagged with this and it was talking about uh symptoms of high functioning anxiety sure and it was like a list of like nine symptoms and i hit six of them okay do you remember any of these um it was see if we had if we had been doing more preparation for the podcast like we want to (laughs) we would have okay bring these up on the screen these nine points give me like a few seconds i might have it let's go your... Odds are not fantastic. <laughs> I may have seen it on my girlfriend's phone. Okay, so I, I can't find this specific post, but I'm going to go through here that, that are pretty similar. Um, so it was, uh, there's like fear of failure. I mean, that's kind of cliched. Yeah. Uh, perfectionist, self-critical, racing thoughts, often exhausted, fatigued, uh, disconnected in conversation, afraid of disappointing others, procrastinates when stressed. Um intolerance of uncertainty that's a better one difficulty getting to sleep uh feeling distracted agitated or angry at really inappropriate times uh struggling to pay attention and um even like stomach pain back pain Yeah, so I think those are kind of like the uh, along those lines. But basically, I I resonated with uh, with a couple of those that were a little bit more subtle, and it was a list of uh, symptoms of, of anxiety that I, I really hadn't seen before. Like out of the nine, maybe like one or two of them looked familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them were, I guess, worded differently than I had seen before. And I'm like, I never really thought about the idea of like high functioning anxiety because, um, you know, I'm an extroverted person. Yeah. I am constantly in motion. I'm always moving. I'm always doing things. 
Um, I make decisions very quickly. Uh, you know, I'm a salesperson at heart. I am pretty confident in my work. I'm confident in what I do. But like, how does anxiety fit into that, right? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I'm immune to that. I feel like that doesn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when I read this, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, <laughs> this is, <laughs> it's like one of those things. And um, I'm like, I think I've got a serious case of anxiety that's just like brewing in the background. But it's like so far in the background that it's like at the same time controlling what you do every day, but also you have no idea it's happening. Yeah. So if you don't know what's happening, is that even a problem or is it even a thing? Well, of course it's a problem. You can have, you can have bad programming and not, and not be like, be aware. Well, think about about people, you know, that are all fucked up and have no idea that they're doing anything wrong. They're like, I'm just, I'm just living my best life. The world happened to me and I'm just doing the best I can. It's everyone else's fault. Exactly. Or you, you blame your circumstance, you blame whatever, or you don't even blame anything and you just ignore it. So, um, yeah, it's it's a hard thing to identify and acknowledge when it's, it's a program running behind the scenes. And now that I've, like, understood that's kind of what's happening, uh, when these, um, like, you know, the, obviously the first stage is acknowledging that you have a problem, right? Yeah. Or acknowledging that something's off. That's why I don't have any problems. Exactly. I just don't acknowledge any problems. Yeah, you're fucking perfect. That's what that's Thanks. what I love about you. Thank you. You're welcome. I like that you like that I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Willows has never had a day of of doubt. <laughs> um <laughs> of <laughs> I've never lost. You've never lost. He's um, never... I've never even sneezed. Never been in a situation where you're like, this might not work. Maybe I made <laughs> a bad decision. Maybe I'm an I idiot. Don't, I don't make good... Dad, I mean, I don't make bad decisions. Yeah, but the thing... You have a lot of reasons to be anxious, and you've... Especially in years past, not so much recently, uh, when I'm thinking, like, strictly business-related. Mm-hmm. You guys have had, obviously, like you know of course 20 I'm, 25 months in a row of close shaves <laughs> i'm being <laughs> facetious yeah obviously when i'm saying i don't make any mistakes um yeah i mean i think anxiety in business especially um this is a business podcast obviously so that's what we're gonna specialize on is you know anxiety in business i think is super normal i think everyone has it at yeah. a certain point right like if you didn't I think I, I show me show me a business owner that doesn't have anxiety about their business. I'll show you a business owner that doesn't fucking care about their business. I'm gonna say I'll show you a guy that's literally on his way out the fucking door. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I bet you, Bezos has a lot of anxiety. Well, Bezos doesn't work for Amazon anymore, so. No, Amazon works for him. Oh yeah, he just <laughs> he just resigned as uh, as CEO. Eh? Uh, technically, eh, sort of. Technically, he's basically just. Oh, he did the Re- same thing Bill Gates did. He just took a step yeah. back from the day-to-day operations. Well, he's not going as far as Bill Gates. Uh, he's basically relinquishing day-to-day responsibilities, maintaining complete control of, like, vision and policy. By sure. He's still the uh, chair. Yeah, executive chairman. Executive chairman, yeah, and whatever, the biggest shareholder. And also the founder, so that obviously has clout in meetings. But he probably still has anxiety about Amazon. He, I'm sure he has anxiety about Amazon, uh, you know, antitrust coming along. Uh, his his constant <laughs> battle is to be like, let's fight like day one. That's Crazy like, communist with a fucking axe killing him in a Whole Foods parking lot. Exactly. That's why he doesn't shop at his own store. That's why he gets <laughs> Amazon. 
Wait, I saw um, I saw a post today that was like um, Bezos resigning in five to ten days or overnight if you have Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, he's got um, Blue Horizon to work on, right? That's what it's called. What the the, spa- the, the space the space space company space thing Horizon. I think it's. Blue Horizon. I think that sounds right, but he they have made a fuck ton of money recently on uh on cloud computing. Yeah, and cloud Am- storage and yeah, Amazon web the, the the guy that's uh the director of Amazon web services is moving it, over to yeah, be the CEO. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're massive. Like they they're like the hosting program for like Zoom. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is insane. And Parler. <laughs> well, <laughs> they were. Um they delisted parlor. I know. I'm kidding. Which is fucking hilarious. I don't care who you are. The fact that they <laughs> built a social media site on like free WordPress plugins and it got hacked within three days of making the news for the first yeah, time. Yeah, because they made brilliant. a fucking no. The, it's, the, it's been a trash website for years, and now they finally got hit. The the fucking app they were using to like encode people's credit card information was a fucking free trial. Ah. Oh. <laughs> like, how do you fuck up that bad? I don't know. That's, Whatever. That sounds like. I. I mean, I believe it. But um, I've, I've met some people that would build that kind of thing. Getting back on our topic, now that you have this newfound information about your high-functioning anxiety, can you? Does that help you? Can you do that with anything? Yeah, I think because when I when I recognize like a symptom or it's happening, a simp. Yeah, when I recognize one of the simps, <laughs> and in the moment, uh, like I'm, this is one of the things that I'm relatively good at is the like assessing my uh, state of emotions. Like in the moment, um, I I can get pretty blind to my habits and patterns, obviously, but in the moment, I'm pretty good at like running a personal inventory. Like um, I don't know if you've ever done like a guided meditation. No. Um, how about a yoga class? No, I don't know why I bothered any of those. I haven't even <laughs> done. I haven't even done like a school class. Yes, we know. I dropped it, out in grade kindergarten. It shows. Um, huh? So in guided meditation, are you insulting my my intelligence? <laughs> so in a meditation class, guided meditation, what they'll do is get you to, you know, get into a comfortable position in your chair, and then you start. Exactly. Okay, wait. You do it. I'm gonna like guide. Me- I'm gonna guide and meditate. Okay. 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 I'm getting comfortable. So take a deep breath, in through your nose, out through your mouth. Now in through your mouth, out through your nose. And now, relax your forehead. Now your cheekbones, your cheeks, your lips. Your tongue. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> I can't watch this. Anyways. That was a, that was a good uh, treat for you people watching you... on YouTube.com slash Vote Willows. <laughs> if you watch the video version of this podcast, uh, you could have just seen that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think you want to. But anyways, so... I feel that's... more relaxed. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. So that's kind of like doing a personal inventory in the moment, uh, physically, and also I like to do mentally, you know, 
to you know catch these emotions programs whatever as they're running it's like a spiritual phone wallet keys yes 100 percent. that is a really good way of putting it that it's like a phone wallet keys but for me it's like drop my shoulders breathe take a really deep breath sometimes i find that i'm like breathing so shallow all day long and this is a part of like my job like with a weird posture that i have to have sometimes but i literally got a like diaphragm quote-unquote like injury because i i was in you know such a cramped position all the time and i was always breathing shallow i think probably because of the anxiety but also just because of uh you know sometimes i just do that when i'm like i'm trying to like cut a piece of tile and i'm like <sighs> trying not to breathe that's like when you're about to pull the trigger on a gun and you're just like not fully breathing right mm -hmm. because you don't want to like fucking sneeze and then fuck it up so whatever the reason may be um basically i was like i was not taking full breaths and i was doing this often enough that it was actually like causing my back and my diaphragm to, t to tighten up to the point where um like literally anything i would eat or drink or even just like sitting there it felt like the most insane like heartburn ever like it was burning right in the back of my throat no matter what i did yeah that's and interesting how long ago was it when was this uh like two weeks ago three weeks ago wow uh, but my mom's a massage therapist, so I'm like, yeah. Mom, I'm all fucked up. <laughs> so I go to her house, whatever. She gives me a massage. Um, you know, spend a couple hours in the hot tub, ice pack, whatever. And the problem's fixed, but took took probably like four or five days after that to recover. But she's like, just, you know, like every, like once every hour, just stop, breathe in as much as you can to the point where you like feel your stomach and your diaphragm stretching and like, to where it almost hurts breathe in as hard as you can and then whatever let it out slowly and inhale as hard as you can do like do that like four or five times like once an hour <laughs> and i realized i like it's something so fucking stupid it's literally breathing and i'm not doing <laughs> and i'm not doing it correctly thing... it's like those memes it's like at this point i don't think i'm breathing correctly yeah fucking newsflash you're probably not um <laughs> and i wasn't wow but i like I don't, I don't know if you want to do it like right now but just do that exercise inhale as hard as you can beep, beep. you're budget. you're not really doing a very good job of it but anyways you gotta like straighten your back inflate your chest puff it out like <laughs> thank you Willis. uh i half the time i would do it like it would literally make my back crack <laughs> that's and i'm like that's weird. that's fucked up i'm like i am <laughs> i am not i'm not okay i'm really not okay well i, I like, get the that, same thing should have been a good sign i get the same thing where i'm like um you know when you're at when i'm at a desk for eight hours yeah you got your you know? shoulders up around your ears yeah, yeah yeah and you're like drop your shoulders you're like oh my god oh, yeah, yeah oh, oh every oh. so often i'll scroll past something on twitter that's like just this is just a reminder to unclench your jaw and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> friendly reminder to unclench your jaw and drop your shoulders from around your, your yeah nose. it's like um that that's something so simple i bet if you asked somebody like name 10 things that are self-care they wouldn't even come close to that right right like it's such a simple thing that people probably miss. but it's so effective like which is interesting it's so effective like i learned i learned this from when i did um bushido whatever back in high school and i learned meditation practices and a make it a pretty good pretty uh frequent uh habit at this point but at the same time 
I don't do it nearly enough, especially during a work day. Because well, I was going to say, like, you usually, if you're going to meditate even daily, you're not going to do it while you're on a fucking job site. Like, right. You know. Yeah. So now I like, now I try to do like a mini 30 second session where I just like, I literally will just put my tools down, especially I'm getting really frustrated. I'll just like stand there, close my eyes and just like, oh, and just like fucking breathe because it builds up it's so it's so difficult to even understand that it's happening to you and it it gets to it gets to a fever pitch it gets to a point where you snap at people where you become short-tempered where like there there was a carpenter working on this job site that i'm at and he was this guy from like vancouver's i think he was and he's like out here visiting his girlfriend i don't know a story but anyways he was just an independent guy seemed to have you know moderate level of skill and he was building some pretty technical stuff so like custom fabricating like a bar and some liquor shelving uh you know a home theater platform bulkheads a bunch of like really you got to do a lot of math you got to do a lot of planning and you just like you can't fuck it up so (laughs) this guy would get so frustrated you would if you were like in the next room i was like on the, whatever the next floor above but open staircase so i could just hear all day long this guy would be like you'd hear like like a saw and then all of a sudden fuck shit mother fuck fuck like every 20 minutes yeah this guy's just like going off <laughs> he's just like bro if you are getting <laughs> this mad doing your work I don't think you're cut out for this shit. Or if you're fucking up that much that you have to get that. Mad. No, he's just fr- he gets frustrated, and it's like over little things, like somebody's like walking, quote unquote, walking through his workspace, and it's like, dude, you're in a job site, and there's three or four other trades here. You know, there's the home theater guys, there's the electricians, there's the plumbers, there's like the towel guy, there's the general carpenters, and then you're like this random finishing carpenter, like fucking deal with it <laughs> yeah respect like if, everyone else fuck. If you can't deal with other people in the same room as you like man you're gonna have a hard time at life and he just he just did not do well and it got to the point where you know after three or four weeks of working in this whatever at this job site he made the mistake of snapping at the customer oh that's not because good. the customer's like Dude, I gave you a list of six things to do. You had two days to do it, and you did two of them. Like, you're working ridiculously slow. This is this is this is unacceptable. And the guy just snapped at him. He's like, "Well, you could just go hire somebody else," and like just like went off. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, you definitely couldn't find your center there <laughs> and back the fuck off. Like this was Sunday night, buddy. Like this. This guy had guaranteed work for you for the next two months, and you just told him to go fuck himself and go hire somebody else? Um, Probably not ideal. No, like, think about an example in your life when you may have done that to yourself. And you may look on it back, you may look back at it later and be like, oh yeah, he was an asshole, like, whatever. I told him. That may be the story you tell yourself, but the reality is you fucked up. Yeah. You lost it. Uh, you weren't patient. You lost your temper. And maybe you just weren't performing your best. Maybe you really were fucking up. Maybe you were doing a shitty job. 
but you just were not paying attention to yourself anymore. And you're saying like more self-awareness in the moment could uh, help people avoid... 100%, because otherwise it it will inevitably build up. Yeah. And like this is probably the most common thing I see in any business owner, contractor, tradesperson that I come across. Like it's atrophy, right? Mm -hmm. Your skills atrophy, your you know, you giving a shit when you first start your trade. Yeah, if you know if you don't give a shit, it's like not using a muscle, you know. Well it's it's like <laughs> you have to give a shit sometimes, otherwise you're not gonna I don't know. It's just like I, I always look at I, I always I always approach um, these types of problems by when I look at a guy that's doing a really bad job at doing what he does best. I'm like, where did, where the fuck did you go wrong? <laughs> where did this stop working for you? When did you stop caring? Like you were probably good at this at one point because clearly you've got some skills. You know what you're doing. You're sharp. But you cannot follow through on your promises. You know how to yep. make the promises. You know how to talk the talk. You know how to walk the walk. But only 80% of the way. Yeah. Why do you think? Oh, I, I think people, a lot of people, that happens to a lot of people. People just stop caring about. Why? I don't know. It gets monotonous after a while. That happens to me. Like, I don't give a shit about something. Everything's like, monotonous. I mean, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I mean, the most impressive profitable businesses are just really highly optimi optimized processes yeah like look at amazon like amazon web services i'm sure like anybody that actually executes or fulfills that service has a boring ass job probably or amazon warehouses you know picking orders sending them out the door with really really strict guidelines and really fast schedules like they're not having a great time. They're doing the same shit every day. I was hearing um, kind of interesting about Amazon warehouses. What they're doing now is like when you take something into the warehouse, you just like put it down at the closest spot that's empty. And then like the AI knows where everything is in the warehouse. Oh, that's smart. So it'll have these like bins. Like you'll, you'll basically just like throw it in a bin and the AI knows exactly what's in that bin yeah, and can tell you exactly where to go to, so it's the least amount of walking to get every item in an order. Yeah. Because like people, you know, people are, it's always like people commonly order these things together. It's like, they'll know that it's in this bin with these two things. So they'll know it's like, it's yeah. They're yeah, so like, it starts like bunching things together. Yeah. They're automating a lot of this stuff now, which is yeah, cool. Yeah. It's like you, you put like your computer speakers as close to the led lights, as close to the office chairs, as close to the mouse but, pad. Yeah. But now they're going like one step up because that's like high level organization, obviously like that's pretty easy for companies to do, but now they're going like one where it's like dynamic. Yeah. Where the AI can track it in real time and put shit in different places. Oh, I love that idea. Like when I used to do shipping receiving work, like that was like a third of your day was walking around <laughs> you're picking stuff between off the... bins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're wasting so much time because yeah. like that's where that thing goes. Yeah, so they they're they're working on it. Which is cool. Yeah, I believe it. I mean that's and that's what makes companies like Skip the Dishes and DoorDash, like they have AI and machine learning behind all of their systems. That <laughs> the AI teaching the machine learning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, one time we did a tour of uh, Skip the Dishes, which is a food delivery app based here in Winnipeg, 
and like they they sold for hundreds of millions of dollars like it's a big company and uh the guy who was in charge of their tech <laughs> was showing us the tech room he's like yes yeah, so this is the server where our um ai system is on and the ai actually teaches the machine learning uh he's like we don't really know what it's doing anymore but um <laughs> we we kind of monitor it but it's 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 gotten it, it, too d- far it does us. its own thing <laughs> yeah and we're like yeah so we've noticed that this has been happening to like the you know the delivery dispatches and and the, you know the driver arrival times and he's like He's like, fuck if I know. I just I, like we we, <laughs> we just, just make sure it's a, a lie. Like, like, we, I make just sure hope, it doesn't fall apart. We just hope that it fixes itself. It probably <laughs> it probably will. It's do you, fine. Do you remember that news story a while back? That like, they was don't even like, have a customer helpline anymore. They're like, ah, yeah. this went wrong. They're like, yeah. There's no employees there. It's yeah. robots now. Yeah. It's, do nice. you uh, do you remember that news story a while ago that was like the AIs that were talking to each other and they started speaking in codes so the humans yeah. couldn't? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they created their own language, a shorthand because like it was faster than communicating. Yeah, and then they like quickly shut that shit down. They're like, oh no 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 no. Well, because yeah, the news it was it it was just so it was faster, but the news story took it as oh the robots are uh, identifying what humans can understand and changing it so we can't understand them anymore. <laughs> like, I mean that is that's not what actually that, happened. That's not actually but that's effectively what happened <laughs> okay but that's not what they were attempting to do they were just like why are we speaking in you know binary or whatever it was when we could speak in more shorthand and it would be faster yeah so they like invented their own yeah shorthand that's weird AI is cool i think i think people are pretty stupid in general no shit <laughs> <laughs> the, the future is not bright thank you that's a great in general slash for most people that's a great bumper sticker the future is not bright the future people are pretty stupid the future is not bright like i i like i like to believe in the best of people but i don't know the more you like read and study (laughs) history and like look at people it's like i just got zero faith man people are allowed to be stupid as long as they're nice Right, but it's never the nice people that get to make decisions. I forget what it's from, but I like this quote. Uh, if you're not going to be strong, you better be smart. And if you're not going to be smart, you better be nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I believe in like the uh, the greater or the general goodness. We've talked about this a lot, but like that people are generally good. People are generally good, but people are not generally smart. <laughs> That's fair. People, I think that's fair. People to say. are generally good, but they're also like generally interested either in themselves or their immediate or what is in their immediate con- area of consequence, which is like friends, family, business, which is fine. Bank account, I whatever. Why, I don't think which that's is a problem. which is fine, but unfortunately, when you have that existing in a system like we have, and you know, taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, taking care of your community, uh, just very well very well maybe destroying the ecosystem around you. It's fine. Consuming non-renewable resources. It's fine. And then you're like, oh, I've been having a great time, and now there's no more trees left. Now all the water's fucking dirty. Now it's like... It's fine. (laughs) You don't have to be an evil person to really fuck shit up, is my point. Yeah, but what's the solution? We've tried to make everyone smarter. It's not working. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> You're not going to fix it. I got 
I don't, okay. got, I don't have any faith. <laughs> so you have no, no you have no point here. We're just doomed. I, I got no faith. I think we're fucked. We're just doomed. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, and see, it's it's like pessimistic nihilism. See, I have, <laughs> I I always say, I always describe myself as a cheerful nihilist. Yeah, where no, I'm we're a, doomed and nothing matters. Therefore, I can do whatever I want. Right. No. That. Yeah. No. Cheerful nihilism. If yeah, in that in that respect, a hundred percent. I agree. Yeah, but most people I think are just nihilistic nihilists <laughs> where they just are self-loathing because nothing matters. So here's a... Like you tell a fucking average person the world's dying and we're all too dumb to fix it. <laughs> I, th- I don't think a lot of people take that well. Idiocracy. Great analogy. True. Um, so here's a fun little side story. I think this... Yeah, this happened in between um, or within our break of podcasting. Uh, so I had a conversation with my dad because, uh, whenever, like he's, uh, you know, traditional Mennonite Christian background. That's how I was raised. That's how he still lives and wholeheartedly believes. But every time we would have any kind of conversation around like politics or just what's going around in the world, he would bring up somehow like one world government would always come up in conversation he's like ah there's gonna be a one world government and then it's like ah, kind of going like down the like the rapture route that a lot of uh evangelical christians go down and that kind of was in the back of my mind because it was one of the last things one of the last conversations we had and i was listening to all these podcasts like behind the bastards uh by robert evans and like all these other different um uh, podcasts and they're talking about how uh, the the like the one world government theory just like ties into like fucking Alex Jones and it ties into like the the Jewish deep state cabal and like I'm like Dad where are you hearing this from <laughs> like are you saying this because of church or do you have something else on in your <laughs> on your mind yeah. like is it is it just this or is it something else I just gotta know <laughs> yeah and he's like well no it's just He's like, you know, just because, like, the rapture and, like, this is what's going to happen. I'm like, okay, okay, well, that's good. I'm like, if you see anything on Facebook <laughs> that sounds like that, don't, don't read it. Don't read it. <laughs> I'm like, it's a wormhole. And I'm like, you are, I'm like, honestly, it's a slippery slope. If you try to find something relevant to your beliefs, you're going to end up in a rabbit hole of something completely different but kind of looks the same. Yeah, and that's how people get radicalized, right? Exactly. So oh, I had that conversation with him, like internet security, just like, you know, your parents have the birds and the bees with you. You got to have like the internet safety and security with <laughs> Mom, your parents. <laughs> no, the fucking stupid share this or else Facebook can steal your exactly. pictures is I've, not real. I've had Please to talk, stop. I've had to talk with my mom about QAnon like several times because like a third of the people that she's friends with on Facebook are either... Like, all the way from extreme Q believers to, like, their profile picture is, like, something Q. Yeah. All the way to, like, the they'll share, like, or comment on something Q-related, mm-hmm. you know, to the affirmative. And, yeah, you just have to have these conversations, and it's just ridiculous. But anyway, so I was going with, with this with my dad, the One World Government, and I'm like, okay, so break it down for me. Let's say break this... Break down for me. Let's say this happens. Let's say... What, whatever Alex Jones is saying happens, and 
Biden is a part of the pedophile cabal and they're going to create this one world government through COVID restrictions and like fucking chips in your arm to see if you got a vaccine. Otherwise you can't, you know, get a job or fly on a plane. Like, let's say that happens. Let's say everything that the Bible prophesized starts to come true. I'm like, isn't that a good thing? No. The second coming of Christ? Oh. The rapture? Okay, if you believe like, in the Bible, I guess. Isn't that kind of like... Don't we want that? <laughs> Shouldn't we speed up the rapture? Isn't that like the next good thing that happens? Like, do you prefer purg- this purgatory state? I'm like... Why does anyone talk about this negatively? Like, I guess the, there's too many different interpretations exactly. of that whole situation the, because yeah, the, pe- the people that I've heard speak on it that are ha- from a religious uh, background say that, like, well, Satan is helping the cabal, sure. right? And we can't let Satan win, otherwise we're fucked. No, that's not true. Because well, I don't, that's not what that's not what the Bible says. Well, the Bible's like, not true, so I don't know what no, you're talking about. No, I'm in in the paradigm of the Bible. Yeah, but I've heard people interpret yeah. that differently, though. Right, exactly. But like, that's the thing. If you're trying to fight against exactly what the Bible has prophesized, and you yeah. think not taking well, the COVID vaccine is well, somehow going to alter the course of fu- the future, <laughs> well, doesn't like, God like have a plan for you? Like, isn't that the whole thing? Exactly. Like, it's. He wants you to get the vaccine. So, exactly. Like long story <laughs> oh. lo- long story short, any if you f- if you follow people down this the rabbit hole, um well, it's usually I, a it it's a self-contradicting yeah. theory, right? Well, we were talking the other day about um uh one of our friends uh little brother's girlfriends um thinks the earth is 4000 years old. 6,000 years Six, old. 6,000, whatever. And thinks the dinosaurs... This blew my mind. Didn't think that dinosaurs were created... Or ev- evidence of dinosaurs was created by Satan's magic to, like, test everyone's faith. She believes that secular government officials created dinosaurs. Because, like, okay, I can... I, I guess... Name like, one government official with that much creativity. Yeah, like, I, I guess... I guess I can get understand. They're, they're out like, there digging up rocks, sticking fossils in them. Like, what does that mean? Like, well, it goes back to the whole like, you know, moon moon landing conspiracy and shit. It's like, okay, you got sixty thousand NASA employees to all collaborate yeah, this story. No, the like, moon landing was real. The video was fake. Everybody knows that. Uh, no, the opposite. The moon landing was fake. No, the moon landing is real. No, the moon landing was fake. And the video of the moon landing was real. We did film it, but we didn't go. <laughs> that's just as plausible as what some of these people say. Anyway, yes, but no, that's fair. That's the, fair. The Earth is six thousand years old, and I guess carbon dating does is a scam. Obama's the Antichrist. That's fine, because he's a centrist. Yeah, Obama's a conservative. Yeah, he, <laughs> in, in Canadian standards, he's in any, he, he would he's like more conservative than fucking Stephen Harper. Shout out Stephen Harper. Thanks for creating the TFSA. But um, actually, I think that was Mulroney. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about. It. I'm I'm just I'm fresh eighteen years old. Just turned eighteen last week. <laughs> and Again, I don't know anything about politics or anything. 
I think it's interesting following people down their trains of thought because every you... like everything they're afraid of is also at the same time everything that they want to happen. Like oh, I'm for, afraid for... of goth big titty goth gfs. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> exactly. Like it's it, it's i think i don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast we may have talked about it in the mastermind call i really get my wires crossed on this shit but uh the slippery slope theory have we talked about that i don't know why don't you uh so the slippery slope theory or like the quote-unquote domino effect theory that it really dominates politics where uh the belief of you know if ooh, quick shot we're gonna take another shot quick and then keep going Uh, so current current events myanmar just fell to its uh one of its chief generals now you mean burma yes i will not recognize myanmar <laughs> burma got just over, kidding got overthrown by, by its general yeah and do you see that uh girl doing like taibo yeah it's so funny <laughs> doing a fucking fitness class in front of a coup google yeah google uh or youtube search uh myanmar coup fitness uh, instructor fitness instructor yeah this woman video. yeah it's fucking hilarious this woman was like filming just like herself doing like aerobics and in the background the government the like president is being dragged out of the fucking like, yeah. capital building by armed militants she doesn't notice <laughs> like, yeah just everyday oh, military great. abcs always be cooing it's fine um <laughs> but anyways one of the arguments of like we have to stop this is if burma slash myanmar i think just call myanmar i was kidding with the burma <laughs> well uh if they fall to a dictatorship that's going to mean this other country is also going to go and like that means this is going to happen mm. like this is why we invaded fucking like vietnam this is why yeah, the cuban missile crisis was a huge we deal. invaded vietnam because of the communist one there then they would have won in 20 other places and then exactly. america would be communist within a decade exactly yeah. so that's like the domino theory uh the slippery slope the slippery it. slope theory is the same thing but in politics is like oh if you legalize abortion yeah. Then well, I hear it a lot with like, women are gonna take your man's jobs, and e then they're going to start executing well, the three-year-olds when they get naughty I, because I hear, you have post-birth abortion. I hear it a lot with um, like aunt, like homophobic people that say, "I don't necessarily have a problem with gay people, but if we legalize gay marriage, then they're gonna want to legalize." Um, what's something in the, in between like trans people changing their gender and then they're going to want to normalize um, you know public sex and then they're going to want to normalize pedophilia and then yeah, they, yeah you no, always they, hear it like they, that they, they, like that used to be the thing they used to equate um, homo like homosexual relationships with pedophilia like well, because, if you like men you must also fuck well, children so there's a like couple that, that was yeah well, that was a direct line people drew well, because there's a couple examples of um of far-right people infiltrating like going to a pride pull up parade with a fucking uh i don't know if you've seen these um what are they called the uh, I, I whatever but there's a flag for like it's pedophilia, but they're not calling it that. They're like, oh, oh uh, MAPs, uh, minor attracted peoples. 
Um, uh, so they have yeah. like a flag for yeah. minor attracted peoples and they're saying, oh, it's just another sexual orientation. And they try to be under the LGBTQ um blanket yeah but uh, (laughs) they get rejected hardcore (laughs) but apparently uh i i saw a thread that somebody did some research and found out the person that designed that flag was actually like a far-right person that was trying to do that to piss people off right it was yeah it was a plant yeah and well and then there's like um like fucking nambla uh the man boy love society or whatever oh yeah fucking um there was like they petitioned or something in the 90s to like be part of a pride yeah they tried parade and stuff so people there are people that are ignorant of you know that have probably never met a homosexual person they're 100 fox news is like now they're a part of the pride parade look what happens when you let gay people have their way exactly look look what happens when you have gay people marry now they're raping kids and that's fine exactly fine with you the entire slippery slope theory um, and the domino effect theory, like they're all fucking bullshit because, yeah. um, you know, it, it assumes that there's causation for one, <laughs> that but, people don't just do shit. <laughs> yeah. There's a causal relationship between these two, but like, I, I was listening to a podcast day, like the guy that was the foreign policy advisor to Obama, which was, um, the administration that was in power when, they Myanmar transitioned to uh, democracy from dictatorship. Right? Yeah, that was like ten years ago or yeah, something. It exactly. Was like they've only had a democracy for like eight years or something. Yeah, and it was a shaky one at that. Like, yeah. the, well, evidently. <laughs> well, the the military still had equal power. To if you can have a successful military coup you with probably, no bloodshed, you probably didn't have yeah. a strong democracy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not strong. But they didn't kill anyone. No, they arrested a bunch of people. Good, I guess. Yeah, they just threw them in jail. Yeah, no, it was like a it was non bloody coup. Like but isn't was, the dem- the democratically elected leader is in prison right now? Yeah, and they've overthrown him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but it, I don't think there was. Uh, I don't think it was a bloody coup. But was a woman, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but anyway, so the the idea is, it's like people are saying, well, did they lift sanctions on Myanmar too early? Like because the you know the military hadn't completely uh, foregone their powers, and the argument is no. You can't say that because if a country is moving in the direction of democracy and you're, you know, in the position of creating foreign policy and giving out aid, whatever, lifting sanctions, you want to reward good behavior. You know, this is 100 or sorry, 75 million people, 150 million people. I don't know how many people live there. I think it's like 75 million, Uh, 75 million people. There's, you know, a century plus history here. There's complex politics, multi-generational rifts, there's spiritual beliefs, there's political beliefs, there's different parties, there's like fucking organized crime, there's military, there's tradition, there's all these things happening. It's like, how do you have the fucking arrogance and the audacity to say that these two Americans determine the future of these 75 million people? It's like, no, they don't have that much power. They... They're an influence. They are maybe a factor, but they are not the de facto reason. And that's like just America's God complex where they think whatever their policy is or whatever their president sitting, sitting president like thinks about something. That's what it that's, should be. That is what the world will be, period. Well, I guess, and we're seeing that a lot with... Um... Like the government thinks they have a right domestically, our government too, 
to like tell us if we can be running our businesses right now. Like they're deciding which businesses are essential and which aren't, and which items are essential and which aren't. Right. That's a prime prime place for the slippery slope argument. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and I will admit that I've subscribed to a similar ideal where you know you give them the give them an inch they take a mile yeah and that well yeah and try getting the government to give power back after yes to, you know to, uh, to some respect like that that is true like once once they once they take uh emergency action or emergency powers it's hard to pull that back but like look at 9-11 but also look at the clapback well, that happened to the nsa when fucking snowden made his yeah but nothing happened to anyone well nothing happened but at least the people are aware yeah well that's almost worse that people are wearing nothing happened. That's fair. Well, like another another one I always like to quote is that um, income tax was a temporary war measure. Yeah. In World War One or something. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to charge income tax uh, to pay for the war. And when the war is over, we'll give it back. And then they now it's 50 percent of my fucking income. <laughs> right. But now they're the government, like the breadth of government services is fantastically wider oh like you have like there wasn't there wasn't public health there wasn't public school there wasn't public roads there wasn't let's go back to that there wasn't really much of anything when that first happened right like they obviously there was i think the world war one yes absolutely there were not to the not to the level that there is now well yeah because there was fucking 100 million people in america at the time right but I mean, there, there. Obviously, there's been massive changes in government and what they do. Advances. I'm not going to fucking defend the government's budget. I was just going to say, Absolutely. are you really getting in this not, argument I'm with not, me? <laughs> I'm not going to defend the government's budget, but the fact that there wasn't fifty thousand dollar cups of coffee. Right. The fact that there wasn't income tax before and there is now. Like, I because will admit, give... there's a lot of waste, but I don't think it's a hundred percent waste. I think it's it's nearly 100% ways. I think if we didn't have... If you just got rid of all government for like a year and didn't tell anyone, I don't think anything would change. <laughs> that would be the key. Don't... T- just don't, oh, yeah. No, no, just don't have tell to, anyone. You have to not tell anyone because if you told people, then they'd be, they'd, they'd be blaming it, right? They'd freak out. But like, okay, I walk into a hospital right now. Like, Canada notoriously has universal, in quotations, healthcare, um, but it's it's objectively pretty shitty healthcare. There's a bunch of stuff that's not included. Mental health care is not included. Dental is not included. um, Optometry is not included. Um, And uh, the service on average is, is worse than the United States and the wait times are much longer. Yeah. Um, Great. But we're not going fucking bankrupt. I read they're like charging people $20,000 for like having a baby and shit. Oh yeah. It's fucked. Well, the, the current, the current issue is like somebody gets COVID and they try to not go to the hospital because they, they can't afford and, it. And they like super try to not go to the hospital, but yeah. then like they can't get out of bed one morning. Their oxygen levels are so low. They like have to go to the hospital. They get ambulanced in. They spend a couple days in, uh, or maybe a couple weeks in, and they recover. They come back out, another sixty-five thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. So my point was being, um, we don't have that problem. No, we don't have that problem. But Canada's healthcare is pretty. Like I don't know if you've had to wait in an emergency room. Oh, many last, times. Yeah, many in, times. In the last um, few. Actually, I watched uh, Trump win the election from an emergency room. Like, the, enti- the entire election, I was sitting in an emergency room. For what? I don't remember. 
Okay. It was some some kind of injury. Like I needed. We knew stitches. each other at that point. Was didn't that? We? Didn't yeah. we know each other at that point? Yeah, I think so. I wouldn't. Okay, whatever. Twenty sixteen. I don't remember this at all. We didn't know each other that well. Okay. But I just remember, like, I was sitting at uh, what's the one by the U of M. Anyways, I was sitting in the in the waiting room, watching the like the the vote tickers roll in. I knew nothing about politics at the time, and I'm like, ah, look, Trump's winning. I thought it was funny at the time. I still think it's funny. Um, okay, it's, my, it's my still point, is funny. Okay, my point, the second time I'm trying to get there, is that you walk into a Canadian hospital with a problem right now. You're waiting in a fucking waiting room for 27 days. If we just got rid of government, nothing would change. I would walk into a hospital, <laughs> I would have the same amount of wait time. If there were no doctors in the building... Versus if there were doctors in the building. Well, usually it's like there's two doctors in the building and you have nine and a half hour wait times. Well, and, and the problem is a lot of like the, the, the NDP and the left-leaning parties in Canada say, well, they need more funding. But if you look at the breakdown, like admin gets paid, has now eclipsed what doctors get, like what they spend on actual medical care. It's like two to one. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's now like... Yeah, random like doctor, bullshit. doctors, nurses, and people that are actually in the hospital get paid nothing. Get are are like you know twenty like, twenty thirty or let's say like twenty percent of the salary budget, eighty percent of the salary budget. It is is administrators. Yeah, allowing those nurses and doctors to work. Yeah, and and, and I've said it a hundred times. You can't just throw more money at a broken system and expect it to work. Well, I think it more it it kind of goes more towards. Um, like the economies, this is one of the big questions with Amazon. It's like the economies of scale uh, reverse at some point, and at, at at a certain point, you become less profitable at that's, at, a, at a massive size. That's an argument for private privatization, though, because then you have many people being able to operate in that sweet spot of efficiency. Yeah, but that's not how it works. Usually, it usually just becomes a monopoly. Like private, like look at privatized hospitals in the states. Some of them are great. But it also creates a lot of problems. Like, for example, when you have a public health crisis, uh, there were a lot of people in New York that died because they built that massive, like, overflow hospital in in, um, Central Park. And they serviced, it was built for a capacity of, like, a couple hundred or a couple thousand people. And they served, like, less than 10% of what they were built for. And people are like, why do we spend all this money on this emergency hospital? Reason was because the doctors working in the tent or in this whatever temporary hospital uh, conflicted with the contracts of the ambulance drivers. So the ambulance couldn't legally pick up patients from certain hospitals and deliver them to be worked on by certain doctors. So it had to literally go like there was it was a conflict of contracts where they needed to transport a patient. They're like, okay, we don't have any more beds. We don't have any more ventilators. We don't have any more doctors. This hospital over here has ventilators, has capacity. Um, We need to transport this patient, but their ambulance contract did not allow them to bring a patient to that hospital because because of a conflict. So there was, I don't know how, like it was definitely dozens, maybe hundreds of people died because there was private contracts in place that didn't allow doctors to work in different places, ambulances to drive to different places, 
or for any of those hospitals to transport so their patients saying, to the overflow What hospital. you're saying is the union of ambulance drivers is... No, no, uh, no. They're, they're not fucking <laughs> unions. It's all like private for-profit contracts. It's for-profit ambulance company. It's six different for-profit hospitals yeah, I, I don't clashing know. with a I don't, government institution. Like, I don't know enough about it to argue with there, you. Th- there's a lot of problems that happen. That, um, and like, look at fucking for-private prisons. That's well, one of the okay, things that I, Biden's I, looking I, at. And that is fucked up i don't care what you say yeah no that i, is I fucked up judges getting paid to put young black men yeah in no jail. i i agree with that like well i saw that firsthand because in Cleveland. as a person who believes in the free market i also believe that like because for-profit prisons are Bad. a direct violation of people's non-aggression principle like if you're incentivized to punish people right you know yeah, I, that's an interesting one because I, I guess I believe not everything for-profit prisons should be able to exist, but I also disagree with the entire system of law and order. Like, I don't think any you should never be put in jail for a victimless crime. I think that's fucking right, ridiculous. Yeah, no, like this this one kid I rented I rented out an apartment to him, but he had a he had a fucking record you know he was 22 hadn't had a job in five years because he just got out of prison he was moving from a halfway house and i gave him his first apartment and i'm like why the fuck did you end up in jail i ended up driving this guy around to showings because he didn't have a car and he's like i'm like yeah can you whatever check out this house at this time then we go to this one he's like no i can't because like whatever the bus schedule won't line up i'm like bro i got a truck on company gas like i'll just drive you around so we ended up talking a lot and I found out that the reason that he went, and I could pull the records, I could like actually look at the the hearings and whatever. Because <laughs> you what, can just do that. I yeah no like as a landlord you can see you can access all of the shit. It's it's actually kind of scary, <laughs> but um, it it was I forget what the actual charge was. It was it was like aggravated theft or something like I don't know. It was like some kind of like theft charge slash assault. Basically, what happened is. His neighbor was being an asshole and just, like, kept on making a shitload of noise, blasting his stereo till 4 in the morning. So this guy, like, just got really mad. He's like, it's like, dude, fucking stop it. And in fucking East Cleveland, you don't call the cops for a noise complaint because you call the cops for a noise complaint, you get seven warning shots in the back. So, <laughs> you know, you deal with it your own fucking self. So eventually he's like, you know what, man? If you don't stop blasting your stereo, I'm going to fucking take it from you. The guy's like, "Oh yeah, bad." He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take your fucking stereo. Don't blast it all night." Sure enough, the guy does. So one night he goes up, knocks on the door. Where the guy wakes up, he's like, "Oh yeah," well, he thinks it's one of his buddies, and downstairs neighbor walks into his house, unplugs his stereo, fucking rips it off the bookshelf, takes it back to his apartment, locks the doors. Like now I can go to bed. Next day he gets arrested gets charged, gets four years in prison. It's like, what the actual fuck? First offense? Yeah. When he was like 18 years old? Yeah. For stealing a stereo? Yeah. Great. Yeah, he was like 18. He was in jail until he was like 22, 23. You ever... um... Like, that's so fucked up. Like, think about if you missed out on 18 to 22, how fucked up will you be? When you watch... This guy um... was figuring out how to use Facebook. Yeah, it was pretty funny. You watch um, uh, American History X. No, Edward Norton, good movie. Uh, watched it recently. More relevant than ever. 
because it's about uh, Edward Norton's uh, white white supremacist or whatever in like a neo-Nazi cult. And mm-hmm. uh, he ends up going to jail uh, for killing two black kids. Uh, that like, But they broke into his house. So it was like technically self-defense because he was in a, California in the 80s or whatever. Yeah. Um, so he only got like five years instead of whatever. So, I but anyway, five months. But he's, uh, no, it was a couple of years, uh, whatever. But he's like uh, <laughs> talking to this, this black kid in the prison. And this is like, the, I won't spoil it if you want. You should watch it straight up. But the kids basically gives him a human like because he's never really met black people before right so he's like this neo-nazi making friends pretty much with this black guy in prison because you're in fucking prison yeah um and uh he's telling the story about how he's like yeah so we're stealing these tvs and they're big tvs obviously because it's the fucking like 90s or whatever she's like we're stealing tvs and uh He's like, I think it was like, oh, I stole a TV next to a fucking donut shop and cop comes out. <laughs> it's like, fuck. And then the cop points gun at me, says, drop the TV, put your hands up. And uh, what he like, I think he like puts his hands up or whatever and the TV falls and it drops and it like hits the cop in the foot and like broke his foot or whatever because yeah. it just like fell. And then the cop said he threw it at him and gave him like 10 years in prison yeah, that tracks. And then, yeah, and then Edward Norton's character is like, come on, like, you know, it's it's just me. You threw it at him, hey? And he's like, it fucking dropped. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you had a gun in my face. Was, yeah, he's he was, like... He was about to put a yeah, warning shot Yeah, and eyes. he's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it fucking dropped. And then that was, like, the first thing ever in this character's life that was like, wait, the white cop lied? <laughs> and it was like, wait, <laughs> wait, wait a second. You know, white, white cops don't... Do the yeah, right and it's like, thing and, every and time. that was like the first thing that like set oh him my God. to anyway. Good yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. but it's uh, even more relevant in 2021 when you no watch shit. it. But um, on that, on the uh, note of white supremacists, um, that QAnon shaman yeah. that got arrested yeah, yeah, at, yeah. at the Capitol, yeah. uh, he got transferred prisons. Yeah, uh, the new warden in like this Texas prison is refusing to give him the organic meals that he was requesting. Nice. Uh, he hasn't eaten in a week. Nice. <laughs> this this Texan guy is like you're gonna eat this. No, he's like I, I don't. Yeah, he's like I don't give a shit. Like yeah. <laughs> literally, he's like you're. Well, I like Texas because you like it's 50, I don't know, but... 50, 50 chance that guy <laughs> was gonna get a nice apartment, or he was, <laughs> or he was gonna get left in the yard with well, a rat to eat. Because I saw, because this, yeah. If you if for context, the the guy with the big bear hat that invaded the Capitol building. Yeah, with like face um, paint. Yeah, he, he he's paint. like on this all organic diet. And when he went into prison and when he got arrested in D.C. or whatever, he requested like an all-organic meals and they gave it to him. Uh, the same prison that was giving, uh, feeding Muslim people pork and saying, you either eat the pork or you starve, uh, you can pick one. Um, oh God, that's amazing. Made the, we're like, oh yeah, of course, mister, we'll give you some organic meals. Yeah, 100%. Um, but but he every, got, everybody knows that like police... And just in general, like the prison system is basically the same fucking people. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, they're racist? they're, they're wow. super empathetic to fascists because <laughs> they are fascists. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like but... every fascist insurrection in history, the police that were like sent to stop the raids, well, fifty percent ton... of them will, like drop their fucking badges and just like join the fascist well, party. Well, apparently a bunch of. Uh... Uh, facial recognition from the Capitol storming. Uh, there was a bunch of undercover cops, oh, or not like, not undercover, uh, off duty. Yeah, and there's like 170 some officers. Yeah, that were in the yeah in the riot. Yeah, so a lot. Do like, you see that our our country just declared the Proud Boys a terrorist organization? That's pretty cool. What do you think about that? 
Um, I think that's might be effective on like calling Antifa an, uh, 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 terrorist organization because first of all, it's not an organization. And second of all, designating a terrorist organization like cuts off its funding, which is only relevant if they're being funded. <laughs> so it basically just makes it impossible for you to financially support or join out in the open. or join join in the open, profitably run, have a chapter, advertise, whatever. Yeah. Like being quote unquote a terrorist has almost nothing to do with it. It's just like a legal designation. Okay. I think, I, I think I it's think a little bit fucking overkill. If you're it might, being it honest, it might be overkill, but it also might not be. They're on the same the same list as ISIS and Al Qaeda. Yeah, like it's, that but, seems fucking overkill to me. I don't know. It, it it is it is and it isn't because I think you might just call it underkill for ISIS and Al Qaeda, and overkill for the Proud Boys. Fair point. Or and and ineffective for both. <laughs> and ineffective, yeah, ineffective. <laughs> that's well, what I would I, call it. I think that's only going to militarize the uh, Proud Boys more. Absolutely, because they're like, well, we're fucking terrorists. Because now the proud... you, put, you push them underground, they radicalize further, and then they clap back. Yeah, well, because now the proud Bo- being a proud boys member is cool. B- no, gets you in jail either way. Now it's cool, so you may as well have an automatic weapon. Yeah, because you're gonna go to fucking jail for t- twenty years either way for aiding a terrorist organization. And now it's extra cool. Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> okay, it's cool. Is that why you got that haircut? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> The Hitler Youth haircut is actually a good haircut, if we're being honest. Hey, it's a Peaky Boy haircut. Sure. But, um... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and he finished the wine in one sip. Um, There was only one sip left. Okay. Um, Yeah, hot take. The crew cuts are just... Nazi youth haircuts. <laughs> and it's I a mean, good. It's a good haircut. Like, to be fair, it's pre-Nazi youth. <laughs> no, um, never mind. That's like concurrently the same time. So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm conflicted on this Proud Boys thing because you can be a dick without being a like terrorism is defined as the use of violence against people, especially civilians, uh, to further your political gains. And any time that the Proud Boys show up and do a quote-unquote demonstration and there isn't counter-protesters, they absolutely fuck up random people. Do they? They're, they're so violent. They're, they're okay. so okay. fucking like, awful. Like, they're, like the Unite the Right I'm, rallies, they're, like, yeah. if, they, if there isn't a counter-protest movement, they fuck shit up are every they, single time. Are the Proud Boys very organized? Yeah. Yeah, they are? Yeah, they're pretty organized. Well, as organized like as a far as a right fascist organization can be like well because like a lot of what you see like an antifa person they're more organized than antifa because you watch like uh someone with a black lives matter shirt like you know stab somebody which has happened yeah and then people go okay that's just a guy in a fucking black lives matter shirt it doesn't represent the the movement as a whole right because is that the same thing with proud boys the thing is with like antifa and blm like a lot of people they just wear black block which is just blacked out clothes sometimes like a hashtag BLM shirt, but usually they stray away from any logos, any insignias. Yeah. They just go straight black block. Well, you're supposed to get, yeah. Right. Like but that's, it's, it's a tactic. It's not a right. uniform. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's, that's, this is well, always the problem. The left is always splintered and there's nuance and there's thought and there's belief. The right is usually pretty united around unified ideas. 
and they're more organized because they're more militant, they're more authoritarian, and this is why, um, you know, dictatorships are more common than democracy, and authoritarianism is seems to be a lot stronger than liberalism or democracy. I... Because because just by its nature, the left always fights itself. Yeah, the left and the eats right itself. unites to defeat the left. Yeah. That's the nature of it. So the Proud Boys is a hell of a lot more dangerous than BLM because they're a lot more organized and they're a lot are more they? militant <sighs> yeah. because a lot of them are veterans. They're police, yeah. they're veterans, they're government people. They get What's the armed, point? They, they get prepared, they train, they practice on weapons, they get their you know they're uh, they're prepping bunkers filled like, but that's they, not even they, what it's they're about. They're far more dangerous. It? Like I, I I perused their site one time just because I was curious because I hadn't heard of them. Um, they're just trying to be like, I think they described themselves as like Western chauvinists. I think is the is mm-hmm. their like n- n- description. Like they want to bring back like, um, or they said like we functioned very well when we had defined gender roles. We right. want to be chivalrous, respectful men. To basically, I don't think they use the word subservient, but basically just subservient, stay-at-home women, and that's and you know we have Christian values and you know whatever. And I think that's that's the idea. It's all dog whistle for fair. I'm a white American white male, than, yeah, get and the fuck, fuck out of my you country. if you're not <laughs> fair. Fair point. Like it's it's just it's basically the same. It's it's the exact same rhetoric as the Nazi Party, except you just replace so, the Jew with the left. Sure. Like it's it's sure. it's, it's the it's it's striking. It's the same fucking rhetoric, but it's it's just white nationalism and the invention of whiteness, which I think is fucking fascinating. Yeah, I don't get. Like, so let's try to bring this back around to a business, um, related to business to end off because we rant about politics the weeds. way too much. Um, I think we can both agree that the right and the left are both in. Canada and America and actually all across the world are getting more and more pushed either direction. Like they're, they're yeah. getting more radicalized. Um, like the left is getting more left. The right is getting more right. Yeah. Um, and the left infights more and the right is uniting more. <laughs> so <laughs> whether this leads to civil war or whatever it leads to some major shift, I assume, how does that affect the average person running a business just in a, Obviously, a civil war would fuck right. us, but short of a civil war, like just more instability. Short short of like violent insurrection, yeah, let's military say, rule. Let's say people aren't just killing each other on the street. Let's say it's just but rocky get, democracy. Yeah, but things get more divided. Yeah. Does rock. that affect? Well, for instance, there's a uh, there's this bar uh, restaurant in our city. Uh, shout out Tallis Poppy. Uh, and they actually have. Um, they have a bunch of stuff in the window. I don't know if they still have it, but they have a bunch of stuff in the window um, explaining like the police's budget and how many people they've killed and all this. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know if it actually said it, but I think it was heavily implied like we do not serve uh, service members here. Like yeah. if your military or cops do not come here, I think was kind of the impression. Um, but so th- that's, you know, and and, and there's there's... I could see that getting worse where it yeah. was like that people like leftists start businesses. Not that a lot of leftists, I guess are starting businesses, but okay. Left leaning people start a business and they say, no, fuck you. If you support any sort of cops or anything, 
don't come to my restaurant. And then the same way, it's like, well, if you fucking support BLM and you think anything else but all lives matter, don't come to my fucking like that grocery insane, store. Insane email that our buddy read yesterday. Oh, God, Jesus Just Christ! Just absolutely insane. CFL spawn or CFL's like sponsoring company. You probably shouldn't. Uh, like that's as specific as I'll get. Yeah, it was a sports team um, internal email from a from a person canceling their season tickets. Um, our friend of ours uh, works for this Be- because the team. team supported BLM, which is a racist gen- genocide. <laughs> and he was movement. using the, all these words that were contradictory. He's like these anarchist Marxists. I'm like, yeah, what does he, that mean? Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he literally just listened to Tucker Carlson and was like annotating and like, like transcribing what Tucker Carlson was saying into an email. But anyway, do you think? Like, do you think like as people get more divided, do you think shit like that? Because at the end of the day, most capitalists don't give a shit what you believe (laughs) they just want your money (laughs) i think there will be a lot of really cringy um marketing that goes in one direction or the other or just like really disgustingly neutral um i think on small business i i've actually i've actually lost a contract because of a uh, just because of social media, because I, I I like definitely repost stuff according to what I believe, which is yep. you know fuck authoritarianism and fascism. Uh, that super offended somebody that was a client of mine, and they were super pro Trump and super pro fascism apparently, <laughs> and that has now led them to be like, I'm not continuing my contract with you. So that actually cost me a couple grand. And how do you feel like, about that? Uh very lukewarm i really don't give a shit yeah like i don't care much either way like if that's going to alter your decision about like who you hire to fix your house okay there is yeah, great. no shortage of right wing trades out there <laughs> I, I feel like this... go right the fuck ahead i don't really care like it's <clears throat> it's it kind of sucks i'm disappointed because i i would like to think that political beliefs and the rest of your life can kind of remain separate where you can like hold, uh, hold a different opinion from someone and still respect them. Yeah. And, and as a person, <clears throat> I, I, yeah. But at the same time, if your political belief is that white cops should be shooting native kids and that's okay. Yeah. I don't know if I can <laughs> agree to disagree. No, you know? I don't say agree to disagree, but I'm like, we can conduct business but we definitely don't agree. For sure. Like yeah, you, I, you need something that I have. I will not refuse to sell it to you because you disagree with me. Well, I, I posted something a while when... Um, like, you're not going to restrict selling your wine to someone just because they voted for Trump or not voted necess- for Biden. Not like, necessarily. Um, if they overtly are harmful, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to know. It's it's maybe if someone... Yeah, I don't know. Politicizing the sale of your product is usually not a good move. I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, for instance, uh, one time I was doing an event and there happened to be uh, the the leader of the Green Party, Elizabeth May, or former leader, I guess now, uh, I was actually at the event that I was at. Out of mm-hmm. coincidence, they were doing a rally at this event that I was unaware of. I didn't know going into this, this would be happening. 
So CBC and a couple other news article uh, news stations brought their cameras and they're filming this event. And I'm in the background with my poster and my, my fucking brand is all in the background of this fucking event. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be, I'm just there. Yeah. Right. I have my stand set up and Oops. I'm in the background. So I go over to this fucking CBC reporter and I'm like, Hey man, like, you know, I, I, um, I don't want my brand to look, I don't want someone to take this out of context and see my my brand next to the Green Party brand and assume that we're together. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I So if you could just like pan your camera. This guy was biggest dick. He's like, this is a fucking public event. I have the right to film here. I'm like, yeah, man, I know. I, I know you do. I'm just asking you as a favor. He's like, no, I have the right to film here. I'm like, okay, buddy. So I wrote, vote Tim Moen, who's the libertarian candidate. Yeah. <laughs> shout, out, shout out Tim Moen. Uh, I wrote "Vote Tim Moen" on a big on a big poster and hung it behind my uh, behind <laughs> behind my uh, behind my booth, and then he panned over. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Like, yeah. but uh, that's that's an easy solution. But like, I I didn't want my brand to be associated with a political party, even if it was one that I agreed with. Yeah, I didn't want. It's like, don't don't politicize my product. I'm just yeah. I, I sell, sell fucking wine. I sell wine for communists. It's, it's not wine conditional upon my political. Yeah, I, I sell wine for communists. I sell wine for fascists. You need to drink both of you both both sides. A hundred percent because the beer hall putsch couldn't happen without beer. Agreed. <laughs> now, that's very important. Now, would I host an event for cops or Nazis or communists? Knowing what they were, maybe I would decline to have an event for them because it personally, I don't believe in that. Right. But you're not going to stand at the liquor store and prevent them from buying your booze. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, there, there's, there's, there's a line between, uh, like, I guess there's a line between implicit support and like going out of my way to stop people. Like, yeah, fuck it, man. It's a free market. You're, you're allowed to believe whatever you want as long as it doesn't hurt me. And <laughs> You know? Yeah, it's it's a fine line. It's like, can if you refuse to if you refuse them your service, would it actually make a difference, or do you just become the other? Well, and I guess this this goes to kind of ties into like cancel culture. Yeah, which I don't give a shit about. Um, but you always hear people on the right being like, cancel culture is fucking cancer. It's, it's you a know, scourge of society. Scourge of society, whatever. But th- these are the same people preaching about the free market, but they think the free market can't decide who to cancel Cancel culture is the fucking free market bitch fake fucking capitalists i hate it (laughs) cancel culture is the free market cronyist fucking corporatist fucking can we can we start that hashtag cancel culture is the the free market market. (laughs) is the free market like Uh, fuck you Nah, yeah anyway but um yeah i guess this kind of ties into cancel culture what they would like like for instance, that in my industry, there's there was a brewery not around here, in in the states that made a uh, Black Eyes Matter beer. Yeah. And uh, they were giving like ten cents on every can to a, organ like to, to a, I think the when everyone was doing the protests. Yeah. The bailout fund or whatever. Okay. Yeah. You could yeah. like contribute to the to bail out people. That oh, I'm behind that. hundred percent. You shouldn't um, go to jail for protesting. So I shared it in this craft beer group that I'm in. Uh, in and a bunch of people were like, they're never gonna my fucking business again. Right. Like, oh, you shouldn't have fucking politicized your beer. And although I understand, like, I don't personally like to politicize my product and my business. That's my fucking right, though. If I want to politicize my fucking beer, I can't. 100%. Fuck you. Yeah. Which you might one day. Maybe I will. 
I don't know. It's it's I, I guess like my my question being as things get worse, as they often do, do you see that mm-hmm. being a problem for us as business people? We're both in pretty recession proof businesses. I sell yeah. alcohol, you build houses. Um but for the average person, the average business owner out there that does name a thing, jewelry, flag manufacturing, light bulb repair, I don't know, name a thing. Do you think there's a problem as the world gets more unstable? I think every business has a percentage of the population that want to buy their shit. And it's never more than 50%. Woo! Like, you have your demographic, and your demographic is a percentage of a certain group of people. Like, you have your demographic of people that actually consistently, dependently buy your product is probably less than a percent of a population. It's probably less than a half of a percent of a population. I'm sorry, I keep kicking the table. If you become a partisan business... If anything, you become more polarizing. Maybe you'll get more attention. You alienate... For a bit, though. Quote-unquote, half the people. Maybe for a bit, people forget about it in four days. But... Well, yeah, because if I, if I went out right now... Obviously, okay, COVID is a bad example. Yeah. But I went to my wine bar, and I put up a sign that said, We do not serve cops. Yeah. I would probably get in the news for that, I bet. Right. Local so, news. I, I so bet you I might would. you might get in the news. Uh, you might get some attention some good some bad i would say that would probably end up being a net positive for you yeah uh, except a lot of these wine moms that come to my bar are very conservative <laughs> right so then you just contradicted your customer base yes so don't do that so let's yeah. say you came out super in favor of cops and now your consumer base comes out stronger. This like, is a cop bar now. Right. So, like, pay attention to your customers and your demographic that well, you for instance, generally there, appeal to. There is a burger spot right by my my bar that donates, like, a dollar on every meal to the military. Right. And I, even though I've heard good things, I have never gone there because they do that. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. So, so it's it's polarization though because they may get a additional. They probably do. Yeah, and I think the final decision on that is like if you want to politicize your product, you better fucking mean it. Ye- okay, yeah, that, <laughs> you better a... fucking mean it. You better fucking believe it. That's actually and you a better. Good stick to it that's a good point yeah that's more important if you're just trying to ride a wave because you think that's what your yeah. customers want right a disingenuine grift yeah. will never win a genuine partisan or political stance yeah because i would be like i don't give a shit if it's losing me customers i don't want fucking cops in my bar <laughs> like right yeah. so a genuine political stance will probably gain you favor in the long run because people like authenticity people like uh, brand that stands the for prob- something but people prob- don't like disingenuous like the bell let's talk thing is that's dis- it, it, it's, it's an implicit contradiction well look at that turnaround that uh connection to the beginning right? of the conversation um but the problem with small business is that a lot of small businesses can't think about what's going to work in the long run because they don't make money today <laughs> so they have to grift 
I don't think you've got to grift. I, I don't think I, that's... I, I don't think you have to grift. I think fake it till you make it is, is different than grifting. No, no, no. When I say grifting, I mean you make a political stance not because you believe it, but because you think it could get you some, no, but I mean some, like, some clicks and likes. But I mean, like, I think businesses should just do nothing instead of making a political stand that they believe in. But what if you need to make a... What if you need to do something to survive? You need to do something to get more people in the door. Do something genuine. Don't do something oh, that's yes. disingenuous. That's in the a good piece of advice that you can take away from this is... If you're going to do it, fucking mean it. Yeah. Don't do it as a fucking move just because you're doing it as a move. You got to mean what you what you say. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Back your bullshit. Yeah. And don't... Because <laughs> people can tell. You might not think they can, but people people can tell. Yeah. And if you make that stance, don't back down either. And there's... Oh, yeah. That's the worst is when people half commit to shit and when they get a little bit of scrutiny, they're like, okay, I'm sorry and apologize to it. It's like, no, if you fucking meant it, like, do it, right? Yeah, like that uh, Republican senator right now that's like... Thinks a Jewish space laser Jewish is... cabal st- oh space laser. And she just doubled down, is like, fuck you, Trump supports me. And Trump's like, yeah, I kind of support her. I thought... And now Mitch McConnell's like, uh, maybe I, we can't dox her. I thought it was a meme. No, she's straight up is like and the I, third most influential voice in the And GOP. I looked up a clip and she said the words... Jewish space laser. And I I was I was fucking flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah, no, she has open Trump, open support from Trump. Uh general What's support. Some, some random senior that doesn't have social media. Yeah. Great. Um general support from the Republican Party. Nobody wants to kick her off of her fucking committees. Like she is the new face of the Republican Party, and That's I am fine. here for it. I am really happy about <laughs> president, it. President, what's her name? She, she becomes the president? I don't even care. She'll run against AOC in fucking 2028. Yes, AOC <laughs> versus whatever this fucking bitch's name is. I, can't, I don't care. So I, I am not. Her name. I, so I am not an AOC fan in general. Neither am I, um, but I think it'd be funny. But that being said, I think that she is approaching politics in a very refreshing way. Yeah. Where she... That's what people like her. Every night she like live streams while she's cooking. Yeah. And just answers questions from her constituents. Yeah. That, because there's fucking... That's good politics. There's Senator... What is she, a Senator? What's what's an MP for America? An MP would be a governor. No. A Premier would be a governor. Right, premier be governor, a member of parliament. Like, what is MP she? MP would be. What is she? A senator? What's the difference between a state senator and a senator? Congressperson. Con- okay, there you go. Thank you. Congressperson. She's a congressperson. Yeah. And, um, there's congress people that come out, you know, every three and a half years. Yeah. Right before an election to talk to their constituents. Yeah. But like, she's on like, and she was uh, playing fucking Among Us. Yep. On uh, on Twitch with fucking Jagmeet Singh, the leader of the Canadian NDP party, yeah, which is yeah, one yeah. of the most streamed live stream streams ever. Yeah, talking about far, like what they believe, and I think that is is perfect. There's no, to my knowledge, right wing politicians that are like engaging with their 
their people no, they are. that closely. No, no, no. They are. Not and, like and, that, though. And her name is whatever the fuck, and she's talking about not Jewish the, space not, lasers. Not the, same, not the same way, though. It's, the, it's not the, the same when way, you get on, but I think it's when, just as effective. When, she gets on, when AOC gets on Instagram Live and she reads comments and responds to them live, it's so genuine. Yeah. She's an idiot, in my opinion. But it doesn't but matter. <laughs> her opinion is genuine, which I respect. Yeah. I don't respect that she gets on TV and says Trump is a warmonger that's trying to kill us and then votes on um, on funding the Pentagon. Right. She voted yes on Trump's war bills. She voted <laughs> like yeah. it's like back up your fucking walk the walk. Right. Just like we're talking. Commit. Right. I think she says a lot of outrageous leftist things to get clicks because she knows because she's a fucking millennial. And she realizes exactly what she does, that every time Trump mentions her, she's getting clout. Yeah. I think she knows exactly what she's doing, but just don't fuck. She's voting for war bills. At least Bernie Sanders. Okay, to be fair, I'm going to I'm gonna contradict you right now because those quote-unquote war bills um, are like the the annual budgets and budget reconciliations which come with like, fuck which the budget. is what the COVID uh, relief came in. These, I... budget, these budget bills include by mandate all like foreign aid they include every budget they include like the doj budget they include the cia budget so they, I... they include the military budget they include the pentagon budget they include border security budget all of those have to be in there because they what? exist and they need money so are they growing them or are they shrinking them the fact so... that she voted for yes doesn't mean anything yeah. because it was like folded into 79 other things. What's the thing where you just talk and don't let anyone else talk? Filibustering? Yes. I would just filibuster. The budget? Every, yeah. Well, then nobody gets paid and everyone hates you. I don't give a shit. Like filibustering a budget? Yeah, fuck them. They shouldn't get fucks paid. Fucks everybody. They shouldn't get paid. Fuck them. <laughs> So you're the one. <laughs> he's gonna be like can they remove the one you? libertarian in government. Yeah, the one can they remove you? Can they remove you before your they, election? Two thirds majority. They can just remove you as a as a congressperson. No, two thirds majority. They can overrule your filibuster. Fine. Okay. Because that would be fun if I just pretended to be some conservative to get elected. Yeah. Get elected. Get in there and then filibuster the fucking. Um, the budget every day for four years until I lost the next election. <laughs> no, they could they could fuck just em. stop your filibuster. I thought they couldn't, and that was why it's fucked. No, no because people's party supports them, right? You no, know, it's yeah, it's and Ted Cruz is reading. It's a two thirds majority, like, which is never going to happen. Ted again. Cruz is reading the fucking green eggs and ham and shit, like yeah, because he was reading a bedtime story to his kids because I, he's a good guy that pretends abs, to be human sometimes I, and also abs, might probably maybe have Zodiac possibly killer. have sex. I think he's the Zodiac killer. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, pretty probably. sure he is. Yeah, allegedly. He's a fucking psychopath. He's a maniac and I hate him. <laughs> Do you see Seth Rogen so going slimy. at him? He's so gross. You see Seth Rogen no. has been fucking they've been Oh, right. Ted, yeah, yeah, Ted yeah, Cruz on and Twitter, Seth, yeah, yeah. T- like like Pineapple Express Seth Rogen yeah. has been tweeting yeah, yeah. at Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz has yeah. been responding. Yeah. Which is a bad look in my yeah. opinion. Oh, it's so bad. Don't do not try to respond to Seth Rogen Nor trolling anyone. You. Like comedians trolling you, they have nothing to lose except like getting canceled in quotes. But like you, you are will an, not get you canceled are, trolling you, Ted Cruz. You, you are an elected official. Yeah. Do not 
do not engage with a comedian. These fucking people's la- yeah, whatever. Anyway, and any, I like and I like comedian. Seth and I agree with Seth Rogen what he's saying, but he's calling him a fucking fascist. All this shit, like yeah, not mix it. Like it's yeah, whatever. But, yeah, Ted um, Cruz claps back, and then he just RTs it, and he's like, "Fuck you, fascist." Yeah, like my my point being, I think there should be. I think the stuff that AOC is doing is more direct representation, yeah. which I think in the information age is, is imperative. I think that's exactly where we should be going. It's, it's representing your idea of true democracy, which is pay, pay attention and get real time information from people that support you. And that's not just your constituents. That's the general public outside of your constituency that pay attention to your policy. Like it's not a super high bar. But people. Oh, and here, here we go. Relate it. to business. You should be engaging with your customers. <laughs> you shouldn't just be oh. some fucking. There, I see so many fucking businesses that. I and I've I like I know a lot of business owners and and you yeah. know I know a lot of boomer business owners, and I'm like, hey, there was uh, 13 comments on your Instagram post asking the same question, and you didn't respond to any of them. He's like. Oh, I don't, I don't check my comments. I don't know. I'll, I'll just post and I don't really know how to use Instagram. And it's like, oh, you got to engage with your fucking customers. Like, yeah, if I, if I comment, just not respond to your customers. Like, okay. So for number one, if I comment on something, it's major because mm, out of I'm the, not going to go through the fucking trouble. Otherwise, out of the hundred things I see, I might comment on half of one thing. Yeah. right i don't comment on shit yeah me neither no i don't well i guess some people do but i think the average person doesn't no and if you do comment on something it's and and then you get ghosted especially for a small business right not cool not cool like if you're so you need to you need to identify where your customer and if you're not going to respond to people like messaging you on Instagram, then don't post on Instagram. Yeah. Don't have an Instagram account. Oh, so here's one thing that I figured out is I've been following other brands in our local area that do the kind of stuff that I am doing or want to do. Yeah. And I realized that just DMing the Instagram, uh, almost a hundred percent chance you're getting the founder of that company. Yeah. A direct line to them. That sounds very, yeah. So I, I think I've done three or four, different places this last week where I found this company that's, you know, doing this product line that I like. And I just straight up asked them, I'm like, can I like come to your job site and like, just like watch you guys work. And like the person that I get on the other side of the message is a hundred percent a decision maker. Yeah. Which I think is almost more important than whatever answer that I get. Like I got, um, out of asking that of three different companies, I got two job offers and a maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that, that was pretty good. And this is kind of related, but not really. But I, a good, like, uh, D-Rock, the guy that does videography yeah. for Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, he always said, like, he got the job by showing up and being like, I'll just work for free until you decide to pay me. Yeah. And they were like, why would we decide to pay you? And he's like, well, because you're going to see my work and it's exceptional. Yeah. And it's just like, give yourself, like, and I've, I've given that advice too. I'm like, just sh- like, p- I hear in our age, like, you know, I'm 24. I hear from other 24 year olds that are trying to get jobs 
They're like, no one's hiring right now. Which may be true. Everyone's hiring. Yeah. As you just got to prove yourself to be indispensable, right? Yeah. Just because they don't have a fucking wanted poster or job, job help wanted poster up in the fucking window. Everybody needs something. Everyone needs something. Show up. Be like, hey, I have this whatever that I'm good at that I know you're not at. I'm going to do it for free. And if you like it, whatever. Like, that's, you, But that, the thing is, you got to know how and when and where to show up. Agreed. Like there is, it's not without its own challenges. And like, I've had several people say this to me. They're like, how the fuck do you do what you do? Get what, get what you get. But it's because I've figured out how to get in, get myself into shit. Yeah. And, and how, how, like, what elaborate I'm to, on that. It's what I'm trying to do right now with my business. I'm like, I want to learn a new product line. Either the manufacturer is going to teach me or my competitor is going to teach me. <laughs> Either way, someone's going to fucking teach me. Either way, someone's going to fucking teach me. And if you don't, I'm just going to get real mad, <laughs> figure it out myself and say, fuck you and run you right out of town. I guess like, like the, how, how does the average person... You just look at exact like exactly what you're paying attention to and don't be afraid to ask the question that you're gonna ask. Most people most people are like, Oh, like I wish I wish I could figure out how they do this. Go ask Did them. you ask them? Yeah. Yeah. Did you fucking ask them? Did yeah, you yeah. call anyone? Yeah, yeah. Did you walk up to anybody? Did you DM anybody? Did you like go to LinkedIn, see who works there, see who's manager, see who's in this position, see who oversees this? Did you talk to them? Like that's where another callback rings back to anxiety where people will just analysis paralysis, look at this problem and just see it as so complex and insurmountable that, that, that they won't even take the first step. Take your first shot. It might fucking work. You miss a hundred percent of the shots that the government won't let you take because guns are illegal. Wait, just fucking ask the question. Just ask. That's a good piece of advice. What's the yeah. worst that's going to happen? <laughs> They'll what, say no. That's what, yeah, that's what the they always... The worst that happened to me this week was I got a job offer for 35 an hour. <laughs> that's what they always say is like for sales, right? Yeah. Is that something like 75% of salespeople don't ask for the sale. Yeah. You have to, at the end of your pitch, say cash or credit. Like, yeah. How would you like to pay? Man, I I hard I hard sold a guy a truck once, and I, then I whatever delivered the truck, and I found out that he had an agriculture company, and I rolled onto the lot. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's got a lot of vehicles, and I tried to hard sell him more trucks. Yeah, and he ended up offering me a job. Yeah, he he said no to the sale, but he's like. You're a fucking pit bull. Do you want to like sell shit for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, ask for the sale is one of the best pieces yeah. of advice. Cause if you're in business, you probably are selling something. I probably you most, should be. most businesses are, <laughs> you really should be. And, um, yeah, a lot I've, I've seen it a bunch of times. It's like you give the pitch and you're like, okay, well call me if you need anything. It's like, no, ask them right there. Are you, are you going to buy? Like, how would you like to, I always say, how would you like to pay? Yeah. Do I go? What is, what does this taste like? I'm would like, you well, like, would you like a bag for that? Yeah. <laughs> Cash or credit? Like, yeah. Ask for the fucking sale. Cause people or her digits, people are just as shy as you are. 
A hundred percent. They like you're shy to ask for the sale. They're shy. They don't want to fucking ask you. Like, <laughs> it's like those memes of like girl across the bar, like looks at you for two seconds, looks away. Well, I guess he's not interested. At least <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's how girls ask you out is they briefly glance at you noncommittally from across the bar. It's fine. Stop looking at me noncommittally from across the table. Willis. It's fine. No, I was looking at you committally. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that's it's uh, a good amount of rant. It's a good amount of shit. And Gross. I think alcohol is at this point dictating what we say. And um, hmm? I don't know. I'm trying to tie this back to our introduction. Hmm? Do you have anything else to say, Mr. Squirrelos? Follow me on uh, everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Vote Willows, V-O-T-E-W-I-L-O-W-S. I have been your co-host, Willows. That is the name that I have. And <laughs> the name that I have is Tyler. Follow me uh, primarily Instagram. I don't tweet her so hard. Um, Tyler underscram the builder. Underscram? Ty- underscram? <laughs> I, what the fuck? Tyler underscram the builder. Underscore the builder underscore tyler underscore the tyler uh for the biz posts and yeah check my shit out just doing some contractor diy home improvement asmr for you motherfuckers and i hope you enjoy okay stop calling the customers uh the the listeners motherfuckers but they are no they're not i love you guys thank Thank you I'll call Beyond This Point podcast on Facebook. I'll call Beyond This Point on Instagram. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, I kept 25% of the podcast business related this time. I was trying to keep Tyler on track because he just fucking, he listens to political podcasts all day and just starts ranting and it's. It wasn't even that political today. It was more <laughs> so like, are you going to be, never mind. Thank you for listening. Bye. Not even political, though.